Been a while, man. Been a while. Oh yeah. It has been. I feel like I've not seen you in so long because we recorded early our last episode. Yes, we did it uh, like four days before our usual time. Something like that. It's feel yeah, but there was a whole another weekend in the middle of that and stuff because of that. I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah, well, you know, I got a haircut, I trimmed the beard, I look like a completely different human being. I know. When you first come on, I was like, someone's got Matt's login details, they're using Matt's name, but this isn't Matt. I know, this is, uh, this is it. I had some time, finally. So uh, I just said, oh, I got a bread club this week, let me get all handsome for, for all you New Japan <laughs> and Fightful Overbooked fans. So For the, uh, what, 120 Best of Super Juniors matches we've had to watch so far? Dude, it's been a, it's been, it's been rough, bro. It's been rough. Math. Hang on. We've had how many shows have we had? One, two, three, four, five, six, nine matches. Seven. There's seven matches. I don't think the English website is updated because there was a show on Sunday. So there's been eight shows so far. We're recording on Monday, the 22nd of May. So there's been eight shows. That's 80 matches that we as fans, if you're watching the entire tournament, have had to watch in the space of Friday. In the space of what? Friday. Where, where the fuck is this schedule? 12th. It started the, the, the 12th, right? Front last Friday night, the 12th? Two weeks ago. Yeah, it started on Friday, right? Yeah, Friday, May the 12th until Sunday, May 21st. So like literally nine days. 10 days maybe there's been 80 matches to watch it has been i've got bones to pick it's not been overly enjoyable yeah if you're uh tuning into the bread club um and you're familiar with myself and kieran or you know either of us from wrestling or the shining wizards podcast i am very busy my job in the summer Mm -hmm. uh i run a food truck so i'm constantly busy here in the states so I felt really good when I was home Friday or Saturday uh, at night early enough where I could watch the first night. And I was like, fuck, yeah, I got the first night under my belt. I was the opposite. And then uh, and then it was like. Sunday in the States was Mother's Day, like, nope, no shot of that. Uh, Monday was my first day off in two weeks. So I had like all sorts of, you know, annoying shit that you have to catch up on laundry. Yeah. (laughs) By the time I got to Wednesday, I was like, dude, that, that was me. Like, it started on the Friday, then you had shows Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You and had a bachelor party too, I right? I was at a bachelor party. I was on a stag do if you're from the UK. I was up in Liverpool from Friday morning and I got back late Sunday night. So I'm already 30 matches behind. I'm already three shows behind. I've not been home. And then it's Monday morning. I'm back to work. I'm in the office. I'm in the office Tuesday. I'm in the office Wednesday. I'm in the office Thursday. And then there's more shows during the week, and suddenly it's not 30 matches I got to catch up on, it's 50 matches I got to catch up on. Um, and it's just the thing is, as well, there's been some really great stuff, but it's hard to appreciate how good it is because that match was awesome, yay, fantastic. Next day, here's another 10 matches. Oh, shit, what was that match that I really enjoyed yesterday again? Because I've just watched another fucking 10. Yeah, no, it's like I would, I would equate it to like going to like a buffet and just continuously just stuffing your face and never getting a second to just to just breathe enjoy what you're eating enjoy what you're watching because like i'm sure we're in the same boat now we're a couple days behind so now we're just 
We're just fucking watching. We're watching. We're watching. Okay, let's get the next day out of the way. And you're trying to catch up and you don't have any time to just like reflect on what you've just watched because now we're on to the next night. Yeah, it's not it's not fun. Like it's more a chore. Like I've got oh I've got to watch all of this, you know. Like we want to come to we we do you do the Wizards podcast, I've got Wrestle In, you know. We bread club, we want to come prepared to be able to talk our shit. We want to watch this stuff. We we want want to watch it because we enjoy it. But when the enjoyment turns more into a chore, like, oh shit, I've got to watch this. It's it's not so fun. Like I can't come here and say that there's been what my favorite matches are because there's just been so fucking many like how many shows did i say there's been 77 or eight nights there's like 80 matches to pick from in the space of a little over a week and i think it's unfair on the juniors as well because the g1 would never have a schedule this tight like what's the schedule like for the g1 this year i'll bring it up but could you imagine them doing this with the g1 no there's no shot and look i mean we're gonna talk about it later but like we're already seeing the ramifications of them fucking jamming everything into into this this tight schedule. But the G1 is literally over a month, two days short of a month for, you know, the biggest heavyweight tournament of the year. And the juniors are getting crammed into like less than two weeks. It's totally unfair. Um, There's they, certainly MVPs you can pick out, I think, and like standouts. But like, I started off writing notes about matches like, OK, let me do this properly so I can remember all the matches. There's a lot of shit to get in here. And, you know, there's only so many times you can say it was good, it was solid, it was fine, because that's what lots of the matches are. Um, And, you know, I'm trying to catch up, so I'm watching stuff on 1.5 speed, I'm watching stuff on 2 speed, and it, it doesn't hit the same. Of course right, it doesn't. Of course. Yeah, no, I get you. And I'm just looking, I have my calendar, I have a desk calendar. Um, I think it would have been, I think they could have done one-on, one-off, and I still think they would have been there would have been time to set everything up for Dominion. Like, I think it would have worked out for them. I don't understand the scheduling. I think as well, it's good for us to come and say this because usually we are very New Japan positive. You know, we we want to like what we want to like, of course. But if shit isn't good, we should also point it out. You know, uh, toxic positivity is a very big thing among the wrestling community. Uh, you know, tribalism and, you know, you, you have to say you like it because this is, you know, the team you support, whether you're, you know, team New Japan, whatever you might be. But yeah, I've just, I've not found any enjoyment out of this. And it makes me sad because like, you know, Speedball Mike Bailey is incredible in this tournament and Yo has really fucking found himself. Akira is proving, like, it's insane the how much better Akira is in this Best of Super Juniors compared to last year. It's a different man entirely. Um, it, it has been a really good tournament. It's just like, and there's some matches I've really loved. But other than the matches that happened Sunday, because there's not been a show since then, so I can remember those matches. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I've not had to watch another yeah, 10 no. matches. So I can remember Desperado and Akira going, what, almost 25 minutes in Coroquen Hall? And it being incredible. Like, Desperado had never looked more killer than he did in that match. And Akira, absolute babyface, like molten hot babyface, like refusing to tap out to Numero Dos, no matter, like, and the way Desperado had locked it in because Akira is so small compared to Desperado. He, the way he was fucking up Akira was tremendous. Yeah. And the story they tell TJP one, he threw the talent and Akira mm-hmm. threw it out. Like unbelievable storytelling. Just uh, what I guess maybe uh, I don't want to speak ill of the United empire, but maybe the teacher now has become the student. It's crazy how much, how much that team has done for Francesco Akira like being with TJP because TJP has been great this tournament as well. We, yes. we, sing his, we sing his praises often. He might say stupid shit on 
social media. He might not be the most likable human being at times, but TJP the wrestler is undeniably fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to go back to your toxic positivity, like our levels of excitement for this tournament were through the roof uh, on our last episode. And it's dude, this it's a drain. Like it's especially when you have life, like when you were just like, God bless those people that just can fucking watch wrestling. Sometimes I am very miss those those days when I was working from home more often than I could. (laughs) I had that luxury. Um, but yeah, of course, man, lots, was... lots of people don't work from home. Matt doesn't work from home. He, he he's never had that luxury. Um, lots yeah. of people don't. No, it's it's it, this was like I was very transparent with you. Like I know what has happened, but I am so far behind on on this tournament. Like I know who is who is and who the point leaders are. I know the results, but I'd be uh, a fraud if I sat here and told you I've watched every single match up until this point because I think I got to like night four and it was the weekend for me and i was like well i i I don't know what to do like i i'll read the results you know stuff that i thought was worth checking out francisco akira and uh and el despi i watched but i can't watch every fucking match it's it's crazy yeah i do like as well like to to look on the positives i like how the variation of finishes from the same wrestlers like robbie eagles has a new finish he's doing this kind of Shining Wizards S kick that he's called Trigger. Uh Titan is winning with the Muta Lock. Um who else was it? Uh Clark, oh, has his, Clark has his new finisher. Clark's got no chaser, his new finisher. Doki's winning with a fucking Doki Chokey. He beat Leo Rush with the Italian stretch 32. What a fucking moment that was. Um, like I've really liked the very and like there's every match, like not every match, but lots of matches just have this crazy minute where everyone's just doing these incredible pinning combinations that like half of them i've never seen before um like they're really putting in the work and they deserve a lot of fucking credit because like you know there's not really anyone that i could point at and say they're having a bad tournament like there's some people that are just doing fine doing good but there's certainly no one that's bad by any stretch of the imagination not even show matt not even house of torture's show I mean, look, the stuff I saw, I I saw the stuff with him and evil. So I was like, I got to see what the fuck's going on here. Um, I mean, if you're without looking at the points leaderboard, like, you know, there's a couple surprises at the bottom. But, yeah, you're right, man. Everybody has really like they got their fucking working boots on and they are they are providing great, great matches. It's just I do. I do. I do like the show stuff as well because they could have just done evil interference every match and that that be it. But every night they've done something different. They've been really creative with it. And it's impressive how creative they've been. Like, how are they coming up with this many fucking ideas? Like evil pretending to be TJP's corner man and coming out with a United Empire towel over his shoulder and the lights going out and evil pretending to be the special guest referee and calling it down the middle for a few minutes. And, you know, the Bullet Club one with Tai Jishimori, like, oh, no, we'll both get counted out. We'll both take a point. And Evil raises both their hands uh, to say, yeah, we're going to win together. And then let's show go. Show runs off to the ring to, to defeat, the, to make the count. And he holds on to Ishimori. Um, they, they've been really good this tournament, Show and Evil. They've been, like, really a, a breath of fresh air during this. Yeah, I think that I think there's someone you have to be... Uh aware of what you've done and right like clearly they know everybody hates the fucking house <laughs> some of the booze they're getting are tremendous like they're, they're, it's working so much better this is the most enjoyable house torture has probably been 
yeah but the creativity is 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 there and it's 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 fun to watch um i don't know how i feel about serious taguchi i like the, the thing is as well if he was doing the ha ha funny stuff it gets boring very quickly uh and i like that he is doing the serious because the speedball match was amazing yep um the Korokun crowd was going nuts. Have you seen the picture that Speedball retweeted where he's doing, oh, he's just kick kicking in Taguchi in the face, but literally, like Taguchi's nose is going into his cheeks. It's gruesome because obviously, barefoot Speedball as well. Um, it's a fantastic photo, but that match was amazing. Um, you like, he, I, I don't think he's necessarily had any other standout matches, but that Speedball one is one that I can remember fondly. Um, but yeah, he's rock bottom with zero points, but. In a way, he doesn't need to be winning, like you know. No, not at all. It's just I'm surprised to see him and him and Kushida down at Kushida, the bottom. Kushida is the shock. He went so long without getting a, a win. Um, but I one match again I can remember funny is the the opening night against Doki. Um, the crowd were molten hot for Doki, and Kushida really reminded me of Tanahashi in that he just lent into the heelness straight away. He was like, "This crowd loves Doki. They fucking want Doki to win. I'm gonna be a prick." And Kushida was the junior ace. He just very much reminded me, like, he is, for all intents and purposes, Kushida's a junior Tanahashi. Right. But... Stupid, stupid vest in your fucking stupid watch. Leave Kushida alone. How can you not like Back to the Future, bro? I do like that. Love Back to the Future. So how can you not like Kushida? I didn't say I didn't like him. I just said the vest and the watch is stupid. He, he so is, is, is Marty McFly's vest stupid? Is his vest stupid? I mean, that was the style in the eighties. <laughs> what life preserver? Well, Marty McFly's got bigger fish to fry in fucking <laughs> All right, <laughs> He's lucky if he could hold a frying pan. <laughs> I actually watched that documentary uh, last night. Funny enough. Um, oh, there's a documentary. I started the uh, Conor McGregor one on Netflix the other yesterday. Yeah, I think it's on Apple TV. It's called Still. Um, S T I L L, and it's about Michael J. Fox and Parkinson's and uh, dealing with it and how he hid it for seven years and all that stuff. It's it's interesting. I um, bet it is. It sounds interesting. It sounds like right in my wheelhouse. I love a yeah, good documentary. It was really good. Um, but I think like okay, I'm gonna throw a name at you. All right, Dan Maloney. Dude, he's a fucking nuisance. I've never <laughs> I nothing about Dan Maloney, but I saw him come out on night one, and I was like. I fucking love this guy. He looks like a fucking problem. I'm all in on Dan Maloney. I think he's been really hit and miss for me. Like, I think commentary said on Sunday, maybe he's got a separated shoulder or something. Yeah. So I don't know how long he's been working. If he's during the tournament, he's had that. Or if it's legit or not, obviously, commentary could just be leaning into it. Um, But yeah, he's just... Look, I love that. I, I was so excited for Dan Maloney. I've watched him in the UK for years. Um, you know, he's a Will Ospreay's a big fan of his, obviously. That's why he's part of United Empire. He's just not really done it for me. I think he maybe needs to get his feet under him. This is his first tour. And, you know, it could be like Francesco Akira didn't overly impress when he made his debut during Best right, of Super yes. Juniors tournament. And look at him a year later. Um, but he, he, you know, Dan Maloney's fingers just chops basically at the moment. Although that finish to Robbie Eagles on Sunday into the driller killer was fantastic. That's oh, yeah. maybe the finish of the tournament. I saw that. I mean, look, I watched this first night with Bushi. I mean, the dude just looks like a fucking problem. <laughs> like, and I don't know how the rest of his, his tour has been, you know, cause I haven't, like I said, I probably got to night four, but um, 
that that I saw the finish with the Robbie Eagles. I thought that was great. I think he's a great addition to the United Empire. I mean, I'm big fan. Uh, and I didn't know he was in NXT UK or any of that nonsense. I had to do some some research when I saw him come out. Yeah, I think he got let go. I want to say, um, but it was when yeah, obviously the UK pillaged uh, right. the UK pillaged uh, WWE pillaged the UK and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, he's been a, a long time guy on the Indies. He's always hit hard and stuff. It's it's been his whole shtick. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got at the time of recording, we've got two nights left, and it's going to be five block nights. Thank God. Uh, even more, you know, rather than 10 matches, uh, five blocks every night. And then we've got the fi- semifinals Friday and then the finals Sunday. Um, so, you know, there's only one match left for each competitor. By the time this goes up, maybe we'll know who's uh, winning from the A block, who's the finalist and semi, uh, the top two. Um, but at the moment, it seems you've got your choices are Leo Rush, Hiromu Takahashi, or Mike Bailey. Um, Titan, you can throw in there as well. Uh, because he's on 10 points. Taiji Shimori, unfortunately injured, which we need to talk about. Um, but yeah, so you've got Leo Rush, Hiromu, Titan, or Mike Bailey. Two of those four men will be your top two of the A block. Who are you picking, Matt? Oh, man. Um... And we should actually dis- get the, uh, the schedule of the event. So the order of the matches, sorry. So Hiromu and Titan are main eventing. And Leo Rush and Mike Bailey are in the semi-main. So you're four, you're four possible. Damn, Leo Rush and Mike Bailey is just a straight... I think both of them are just a straight... Whoever wins the matches, they're through. No. Yeah, right? What is... No, because if, Ty... if Titan wins, he'll get to 12, and he would be on the same as either Leo Rush or Mike Bailey, so then it would come down to a tiebreaker. I'm not getting into all this math. <laughs> no, Titan beat Leo. Did he? Yeah, so, so Titan's got that. Titan, oh, yeah. Titan can definitely, definitely qualify. Hiromu should not be making the semifinals. Like, he doesn't need to be doing that. Or let's yeah, give, and he's and Hiromu's lost, to, he's lost to Leo and Mike Bailey. So, yeah, I mean, if, if Hiromu beats Titan, it's as simple as Hiromu's in the semifinals. Um, but let's give the you know, let's put Titan there, let's put Leo Rush there, let's put Speedball Mike Bailey there. Yeah, I'll take yeah. I, that's. Leo's had a, a very impress, and I've been very vocal about my dislike for his outside the ring stuff. But I, I've been very impressed with Leo Rush during I, uh, the few I, matches I've seen. I feel like he's finally found his home, right? Yeah. Like he seems to really love it there. Like the crowd love him as well. Um, it, it's hopefully he, this is where he finally feels like he belongs because he is he has been one of the highlights of the, the, the tournament for sure. But man, I like Mike Bailey too. Mike Bailey has killed it. Oh, he's been such a treat. I didn't the end of the first instant. night he does the promo in like fucking five languages. What a guy. Oh yeah, instant sensation. Um he is so fucking good. Like, love him to pieces and everything. I was gonna wear <laughs> I'll show you the shirt I was gonna wear, Matt, but I couldn't I, I can't pull it off. Um dude, you could pull that off. Look at this. You uh, could hundred percent pull that off. I wanted to represent the boy Speedball. There's a story there as well, so I know Speedball casually, like because we went. Oh, for a meal. You, of course you do. We went, we went for a Nando's, didn't we? We went and got some chicken, and we went and got a kebab after after a Red Pro show. Um, and he was back. Name dropping son of a bitch. He was back, and Hazel wanted to get the shirt, so I got the I got her the shirt, and she never wore it. She's never once worn this shirt, 
and I got it for her. But the money went in Speedball's pocket, so that's okay. All um, right. But no, I wanted to represent Speedball during this podcast, but there's no way I'm wearing it. I can't wear it. You don't think you could pull it off? I can't, I can't pull it off, Matt. I had it on, and then I set up my camera, and I saw myself on the camera, and I was like, nope. You just got to go for it. I, I do it every week. I just fucking look at myself in the camera, and I'm like, all right, whatever. Might have to say Alex Coglin, the thing version. Uh, Android, the thing mock-up instead. Um, all right, well, yeah, I'm, going, think... I'm going Leo and Teton. Yeah, I agree. Um, I feel... Yeah, like, Teton should beat Horomu 100%. And then it's either going to be Leo or Mike. Um but, you know, Mike is an impact boy as well. At the end of the day, you kind of going to take care of your own, but he can make the semis and still he can make the finals for in all honesty speed. Well, I wouldn't be good. The good thing is we're kind of happy either way here because Leo Rush and Mike Bailey have been arguably the two best of a block, I would say. Oh, without a doubt. And then in B block, we've got Despi, Yo, Master Watto, all at 12. And Robbie Eagles at 10. Uh, I don't know if Robbie Eagles can make the final or not. Um, Robbie's has... He's, he's got a win over Master Wado. But then, so on the final night of B-Block, Yo is facing Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Master Watto is facing Kevin Nye. And El Desperado is facing Robbie Eagles. Um, Yo has been fantastic this tournament. Oh. Sorry, let me correct that. Uh, he's got a win over Yo. He's got a loss to Master Watto, uh, Robbie Eagles. Yes, I remember Watto beating Eagles. But Yo has been fantastic this tournament. I've always liked him, and he's just been... I could never tell you what, but he's just been missing something. Like He just needed that switch to click. And Leo Rush really helped that. Their tag team was amazing. But this singles run for Yo in this tournament, I wouldn't be upset if Yo won the tournament and went on to be champion. Man, I, I, you know, when we started this this show 23 episodes ago, this is episode 23. If I told you 23 episodes ago that I would be rooting for Master Watto and best of thirty, <laughs> you would you would tell me I'm full of shit. But I, I t- like, and I can't not root for Despy. Like this is the only thing Despy hasn't checked off on his on his list, right? It's, yeah, uh, we, we said it before. I just don't necessarily want to see Despy versus Hiromu again, but Despy has been so good during this tournament. Like the thing where he's throwing someone through the chairs and then he does a big oh strike and all the crowd joins in is fantastic. Um, his match against Clark was great. They just beat the shit out of each other. Um, that match against Francesco Akira, probably arguably the match of the tournament. Um, he's He is so fucking good. He's so... It's crazy because he wears a mask, but he's probably the most expressive fucking person on the roster. Like the facials he does, and like he just that he's so. I don't know when I think he done something. I don't know what, and he just stood there and like stared, and he knew the camera was looking at him, and he just stared for a while, and like he's just such a fucking smart guy. Like he really knows what he's doing. Like there's no wasted action with him. It is. It is remarkable to look back at at where he was before he got hurt when he was the guy taking all the pins in Suzuki yeah. to when he came back fucking diesel as a motherfucker and has really just turned turned his whole career around not just the super juniors he did a the death match with Jun Kasai yeah um that match with Hiromu where he ripped off hat what was Hiromu right where he ripped off yeah, half yeah. his mask yeah mm-hmm. like he's just done the stuff with John Moxley he's done exceptional things 
Um, I, I wouldn't be mad with anyone from from A or B, to be honest with you, winning it. I don't want Hiro. The only person I'd be upset about is Hiromu. I don't want him to. Hiromu should be far away. We don't need him in the semifinals either. He's the champion. He's won it enough times. Let's give someone else a little bit of a rub, you know. Making the semifinals is a big deal. Um, just looking on our comments for our last episode, uh, Scott George, his his picks are kind of are in the bin, Matt. He said he was going for a Kushida, Kushida versus Clark finals with Kushida winning in his return to Japan. Um, and at the time of recording, Kushida's got a whopping two wins. Um, so maybe don't go to Scott George if you're gonna if you're playing <laughs> if you're planning to place any bets on wrestling in the future, guys. Uh, Julian. Julian has uh, done much better with his picks. Uh, he's done Hiromu and Leo to win A block, so he could be spot on there. They they could win the A block, yeah. and B block. He said Despi and Yo. Um, so it could be this could be Gado. Julian might be the secret Gado listener that we've had all the time because Gado clear Gado clearly listens to us. We know that. Does much, he? Yeah, of course. Like they, he's always taken on board everything we say. Look how you know you you didn't like Master Watto, and our Master Watto is great. You didn't like House of Torture, and now they're really fun and creative. He's All listening right, to yeah, you, man. Pump the brakes on the House of Torture stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, Julian's spot on. Uh, and then Hayden went Kushta and Leo Rush for A block. He's halfway there. B block, Desperado, and Clark. Um, so again, he, to, to, half ain't bad. You know? We should have uh, we should have written down our picks to see where we were. <laughs> I said whoever wins, definitely. I've Whoever wins is definitely who I picked. <laughs> I had I pay I went I jumped I ate, I drank Kevin Kelly's Kool Aid and I was all in on Doki. <laughs> oh man, he's had a good tournament. To be fair, they, they the, the audience loves him. Um, but yeah, that's you know if, a few days left of it now. It's more digestible. The finals on Sunday. Um, yeah, it's it's like I said, there, there's been a lot to love, but there's been a lot to loathe. Um, if someone had just said giving you a cherry picked. The list of these are the matches you need to watch then you probably had a tremendous time with this tournament yeah it was it was it was a lot it was a slog if you're gonna if you try if you're not up at 4 a.m every day here in the states or you know 9 a.m your time or what like it's a lot man every day there's a show like it was it's it was they could have done they could have spaced it out even if they let gave it a day in between day on day off at least let people catch up digest whatever give it a give it a second for you know people on social media to, to boast about this is a match you need to see because you're just fucking rolling and you throw in AEW and WWE and Impact uh-huh. and whatever other Rev Pro whatever other promotions are running you know well you know best of the super juniors might fall to the wayside for somebody who's not have their who doesn't have their finger on the pulse of New Japan yeah, a hundred percent. And uh, we we briefly mentioned it as well, but Taiji Shimori unfortunately injured in his match versus Romu uh, at Korokuen Hall on Sunday. Um, New Japan today, I think, reporting that um, he's got uh, what is it? I'm sure it says it on here. What he cervical has. vertebrae injury? Yes, an in- injury to his cer- cervical vertebrae. Um, he's discharged. He's able to recuperate at home. He's comfortable and he's moving normally, but he's not got a timetable for his return. Um, so his final match against TJP, he has to forfeit. Um, it was really, you know, it's never nice to see, of course. Uh, and especially because he is so fucking good, Ishimori, with the right opponent, if he just wants to go. Like, I was looking at some clips today of him back in Best of Super Juniors past, like him against Dragon Lee. Jesus, man. 
Um, I miss Dragon Lee. Fucking that was the pandemic fucked us when it comes to Dragon Lee in New Japan. Yeah, no, I I agree. It was uh, you never want to see somebody get hurt, right? No, it's rough. Um, it's rough. You it's you literally... you maybe you maybe want to see Evil get hurt, but uh, I don't like in the story hurt, not like real life. <laughs> Like let's I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. I really don't wish harm on any of these guys. I'm just no, having just having fun. Um be you never like to see that, especially because he, you know, he could have been in the mix. He if he beats TG if he's healthy and he beats TJP, he's oh, right he's, there. He could easily could have been semifinalist, yeah. Hundred percent if he if he won that match against TJP. Um but you did speaking of all these match shows you couldn't watch live because time difference and work life, you did get to watch Resurgence live last night, right? I did. I put down my 9,000 yen because I'm a baller. 9,000 yen? Was that how much it was? I think uh, oh, I came out to like fucking $22. Okay, that's not 9,000 yen. Jesus, I was about to say, no, that's expensive. I thought it was. Was it wow. 900 yen? No, it's not 900 yen either. It could, there's no way it could be 9,000. That's like not shy of 50 pound English. All right, let's see. What is $22.30 in yen? Oh, it's 3,087 yen. Okay, that made four cents. So a third, almost almost a third. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It was a long day yesterday. Look, I had to fight. I was fighting. I was fighting to stay. I was up. I mean, I don't know if you realized it when you sent me a message yesterday and I responded. Uh, it was like 6.45 in the morning. Yeah, I'm always conscious of that when like SP3, who <laughs> I do Ace Techers with, seems to respond at the most bizarre times. I'm like, what are you people doing awake? Yeah, I was getting ready to do the fucking farmer's market with the food truck, man. Like, I was up early yesterday, so uh, it was, uh, but I was fucking pumped. I was like, my wife's got the new Zelda game. So she oh, is, yeah. She is fucking preoccupied. Let's get, let's get your wife on the podcast. You can go for the second half, Matt. We'll, I'll talk Zelda with your wife. My wife has her legs. She has two sleeves. They're both Zelda themes. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Oh, yes. That's her. Zelda Jeez. is her shit. I'm not I'm not that big into Zelda at all, but um, this new game is crazy. Yeah, she's got a brand new job where she's the general manager of a new restaurant. So, like, she has had very little time to play. So, every night yeah. when she comes home, I'm like, I'll make dinner, go get changed, get out of your work clothes. I'm like, after we eat, you can get in some Zelda time. So, she came uh, home yesterday, uh, and I was like, hey, I invited some people over to watch wrestling. I figured you don't care because you're going to go play Zelda. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Win-win, everyone wins. That's it. She's like, do I have to entertain? I'm like, you know, I've never asked you once to entertain. Just go up to the <laughs> Go out on the sun porch. Go wherever you want. Play your fucking game. Oh, uh, what a result. Uh, but this show, like, I watched it when I could. I watched it on the train to work. I watched it a little bit in the office. I watched it on my lunch break. And I watched it on the train home from work so that I could be up to date for our recording. Um, I think I skipped maybe two matches, and that was it. Um, yeah, the, uh, so the pre-show... St- Look, to give you an idea, if you have not watched uh, New Japan's Resurgence yet, the the card was so stacked that fucking Alex Coughlin and Christopher Daniels were on the pre-show. Yeah, I didn't watch the DKC Bateman match. I did watch Alex Coughlin versus Christopher Daniels. Shock horror, I'm wearing Alex Coughlin shirt. I I don't understand why they do doors so close to showtime. Because I watched the DKC Bateman match. It was empty. It's And look, it's not... There's no lack of people being there. Like, when I went to Philly and DC, they did the same thing. Like, 95% of the people, the minute they get in the door, they go to the fucking merch stand. Yeah, of course. 
right? So starting these, like it was, I, it started on NJPW world and I was like, uh, and I, thought, <laughs> I like, I like Bateman. I like the Bateman character. I'm a big fan of him from ring of honor and what he's done is strong. The straight, straight dog army. Like I'm a fan. He's a unique individual. I felt he comes out. There's like fucking three people in the screen. And one of them is the referee. And uh-huh. then the TKC who's been doing great things. Like, I just feel bad for these fucking guys. I don't know why they do it so close to, to the doors. It, it wasn't much better for Alex Coglin and Christopher Daniels either. It's not like Which people had finally f- flooded in. Um, but the, the Alex Coglin Christopher Daniels match was pretty good. Um, look, Christopher Daniels obviously a legend. He's been around forever. I feel like he kind of moves in slow motion now. Which is crazy because obviously, you know, you think back to TNAX division days and he's one of the best high flyers in the world. Um, obviously, he's an older gentleman now. He's been around forever. He's an absolute legend and veteran. But just watching that match, he, he just seems like he moves in slow motion a little bit. I mean, he's like fucking over 50, right? Oh, I know. 100%. Like, but the match was fine. Um, you know, it's more an- another win under Alex's plate because... We're getting Alex Coughlin versus... Oh, oh, yeah, I was wrong. I got to hold up my hands here. I was said on this show though how we was going to get Shibata versus Alex Coughlin at Resurgence. <laughs> I was clearly wrong. Things change. I apologize. But we're getting that at Ring of Honor. We're getting the match. That's the most important thing. I can't fucking wait for that match. This week? This Wednesday? This Thursday, right? June June 1st, I think it is. I was, they were talking about it being this week on, on commentary. Oh, but, bro. Yeah, no, June 1st, next Wednesday. Next Thursday. I mean, I mean no disrespect. Kozlov's got to fucking go, bro. Sorry. Do you know what? I This is probably the most I've enjoyed Kozlov on commentary. Really? There, was, there was some funny shit. I wish I could remember, but there was some funny stuff between the three of them. I, uh, so I didn't, I never went back and watched Philly and DC because I went to those shows. Yeah. Right? Um and my memory on Battle in the Valley is a little foggy. Like he was, I was like, this fucking guy's got. They either got to turn his. First of all, I couldn't hear him. The so I was like, yeah, turn this value is still awful. Out. Yeah. And then he, him and I mean, look, I like Ian Riccaboni too, but even like we'll get to. He called Mercedes the first ever IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, I, which he did. I was just, I was just wasn't going to rewind on my phone. I was like, did he really just say that? Uh, I thought Vader did an unbelievable job, but Alex uh, Kozlov was just. I know. I feel, like some... I feel like he did. He either his role is to play the idiot in the group, or he just doesn't know the fucking product. He's the idiot heel. Like he's more heel than like the heel commentator than idiot. But I feel like it's kind of by proxy just because of the way he is on commentary. But I think he has improved loads when you consider how awful he was at first when right. Strong became a thing. Um, but yeah, I, I this was potentially like I chuckled to myself a few times on commentary listening to yeah, the commentary. There's such a gap between because they're not doing strong weekly. I yeah, mean, I guess no. they are, but I mean, they're not ta- doing the tapings. It's there's, if you didn't pay for resurgence, you're going to see this show on strong. There's there's moves um, they didn't they they don't necessarily know the names of that they'll call a different name and stuff, even though it's got a wrestler specific name and things. Um, which is just yeah, I, it's like you said, they're not doing it weekly. They're not. You know they're doing it monthly at best if they're lucky. Yeah. So my re- my recall for Kozlov is what in that moment in my recliner I was like this fucking guy. I I skipped the bad dude Tito Zack Saber versus Barbaro Cavanaro and Virus match, um, dude, for time's sake. 
uh, understandable. I guess there was a, they announced it during the pre-show. There was a change to the card and they announced, I guess this was, this was not originally on the card. I have no idea. It was on the card. I think they originally had that the two uh, women's matches would be the first two matches and then it would be this. Oh, okay. So they switched it around. Dude, this match was awesome. I did. I did want to watch it. I just had to prioritize. If if you can find like the fifteen minutes, like I I don't know nothing about uh, Varus. Yeah, I I, 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 it's like Titan, not Titan, isn't it? And it's virus, not Varus, to us. Hey, what a, they were saying Varus on fucking commentary, so I'm gonna go with it because I usually butcher everybody's name. <laughs> our Wrestle Kingdom preview. Um. Dude, him and Zack Sabre Jr. had awesome exchanges. And then uh, Barbaro and Bad Dude Tito. Dude, I hope they give Bad Dude Tito a ticket to fucking G1. So I, he, he, we've said it before, he'd get so popular with the fans. Like, he just looks, he's got that big boy foreigner look. Like, we've said it before, like the old um, uh, Dr. Death Steve Williams is the comparison we've made a hundred times before. I, I love Bad Dude Tito. I'm, I'm all aboard the Tito train. Dude, and him and Zach as a tag team were fantastic. And and this was this was like I was like, ugh, I don't I've seen a a bunch of CMLL that I really just don't like. And I was at a fucking Ring of Honor show where they brought in these CML guys and the matches were shit. And I was just like, All right. And these guys fucking tore it. What a match to start off the show. Like it, definitely go back and, and see this because it was it was impressive and there was a real surprising finish where uh, Barbaro got uh, Badutito to submit, and it came out of nowhere. Uh, but it was this was this set the tone for the night, and um, man, they they were they were quickly outshined by, in my opinion. Uh, and I tweeted it last night. I think this was Mercedes Monet's best match, and I think it's because of because of her dance partner i know nothing about stephanie I, dude i i i would listen watching this match i was making mental notes that i need to hype the fuck out of stephanie vacour when we do with this recording tonight because again same boat never heard of this woman until this tournament got announced she was amazing incredible i i instantly big fan yeah no i'm with you and, and you know from doing this show with me the women's wrestling kind of doesn't resonate with me for, and props to Mercedes too. She fucking she showed that she could wrestle a completely different style from what we've seen since since she went you know from WWE to New Japan. Like this lucha libre style, like she was on fucking point. This was from go a hundred miles an hour to the point where I was like, "There's no fucking shot, Stephanie wins." But if it happened, I wouldn't be upset. Oh, like, yeah, this, this chick is good. Yeah, 100%. You know what I loved about her as well? I, I, I'm sure she did at some point, but she would never just go for the blanket pinfall, just lay over your opponent and hook a leg. She always done that one way, like she sat over their shoulders, hooked their legs together and then pulled back. Yep. I was like, like that was nearly every pin. I was like, that's something so simple. Why the fuck don't, why are people always going for these stupid pins where you're not putting any pressure on their shoulders? Like, and she done that move about four or five times, every pinfall. And I was like, that makes such a big difference. She's actually trying to get the fucking win. She's not just, you know, oh, I've hit a big move. I need to go for a pinfall so the person can kick out or one or two. It it made such a big difference to this match. She, I, I can't sing this woman's praises enough. I was instantly a big fan. 
Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. From the from her entrance with the the horns and the the cape to the to to the minute that bell rang, she was a fucking hundred miles an hour with Mercedes, and it was, in my opinion, I think it's the best Mercedes match she's had since she left the WWE. She was great stuff with Kyrie at Battle in the Valley. Uh, I thought that was a really good match. Um, the Iwatani stuff was not bad. I wish they had more time, mm-hmm. but I think this is like this was her best showing. Yeah, I, I wouldn't argue with you. And then in the next match, uh, Mercedes obviously got the win. She goes on to the finals. Uh, and then we get the second match of the Strong Women's Championship Tournament. Uh, Willow Nightingale overcoming Stardom's Momo Kogo. Uh, these were two women. I, I, I've probably watched Momo Kogo wrestle before, but I, I actually hadn't seen Willow Nightingale wrestle before. Very aware of her. I know she's exploded recently and big love for her. Um, but she's great. Uh, I instantly, again, love her. Um and Momo Kogo had some really cool stuff, like doing the, uh, she done like a spinning DDT where people would, use, like Naito does it and he bounces off the rope, the top rope, and Titan does it and he does it off the middle rope. And she done it, but she put her feet through the ropes, like a 619. Yeah. I've never seen that before. That was really fucking cool. Now, this was a, look, this was another awesome match, man. Big woman, little woman. And they told yeah. a great, great, great story. I was, so like it started and they were in the ring and i'm like i love willow i don't know who this fucking momo girl is she looks like 100 pounds soaking wet and i was like this just is not working for it me it took a minute for sure and then they started going and i was like holy shit like this is fantastic this momo and i don't mean to say it like i'm insulting her momo might get the win here like this was this was no, i mean if you knew i i did the character of sardom as well she doesn't get many wins so you know you're not insulting her order no but this was this was another great match i was i really thought we were gonna set up like mercedes against this momo chick uh because of the stardom tie-in stardom connection yeah i was thrilled to see willow nightingale get the win uh and move on i thought i thought all four women that they picked for this tournament uh even though i wasn't familiar with with two of them they couldn't have been better picks. Like this was the perfect, the perfect four. And it, it was awesome. These, these, the first three matches of this card were fucking awesome. Does it, did it go a bit downhill from you then for, from there for you then Matt saying that? Cause you, yeah, the next so match, the Jews Robinson street fight and another woman rocked up Mrs. Tony storm. Yeah. Look, I get the story, right? I was there in, in DC and Philadelphia for those shows. I understand the, the story's fantastic. This just went. You could have shaved ten minutes off this, this match. Went this so match long. fucking ever. It to was the point where I was like, just end the fucking match, please. Fred Rosser, I'll go get a weapon. I'll use the weapon. We big pop. Okay, I'm gonna walk around the ring for a few minutes. I'll go get another weapon. I'll go back and hit him. Juice Robinson again. It was. It was very long. Um, obviously the Tony, the Tony Storm stuff was cool in her getting involved and stuff. The whole fred rosser kissing her thing was i not so great to say the least it was very odd yeah and i uh, if it, by the time we'd gotten the tony storm i was like checked out punch, punched out i I, yeah. I did not care at all um yeah the kissing stuff was i mean i get it's part of the story it was just and, and ian continuously saying he was not comfortable with it didn't help yeah, uh, everybody I, else being uncomfortable with it. I guess, I, and obviously, you know, Fred Rosser is 
publicly gay and stuff like that so maybe new japan maybe fred himself maybe they thought it's not so bad because they know he is he's not you know attracted to women right. and stuff but I, I don't think that makes it better i don't the, I, it, it was just a bad move all round. i think like have him go to just do a move to tony like he did have her up on his shoulders like he's about to do a move to her and then you know juice makes the save um it, it was yeah it was uncomfortable to say this yeah i mean look at the they're all adults and they all probably agreed to it and it was part something oh, yeah you know, a fred, there was a fred rosser promo said that like you know if, if if there was anyone who could make me straight it's your wife like i might kiss her like i know that <laughs> that's was a, in that's a great his, line <laughs> it was like one of his promos and look i'm with you man. tony storm's a dime piece um oh. but by the time just by the time we got here i was like when he put him in the trio O with a chain around his neck, which was super innovative, I've never seen that done before. I was like, he should fucking tap, and this should be over. And it wasn't over, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was more entertained, Kieran, by my cat being in the window next to me. <laughs> outside. Like, I was so fucking punched out of this. Oh, man. I, so... I want you to carry on with this 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 steam train you're on, this feeling you've got, and talk to me about Hikaleo versus Kenta. Well, we can't get to Hikaleo versus Kenta before they rip my heart out and jumped all over it when Kyle Fletcher has to come out and announce oh. that Mark Davis is hurt and they have to relinquish both tag titles and yeah. that the match at Dominion between dickheads of torture and Bishamon is going to be for both titles. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking stuff. Yeah, I was... I did- I didn't. I didn't watch it. I saw the announcement when I woke up, and again, oh. at time I didn't watch it because I knew what was going to be said. Um, it, I, I look. I love Aussie Open. Yeah, I don't mean this in a bad way, but I want. Do, do I wonder if there's some type of not resentment, but just negative feeling that Carl maybe has towards Mark at this point? Like they were meant to. They done Royal Quest 2019 challenged Gorilla's destiny for the tag t- tag titles lost they was meant to be in world tag league that year mark davis gets injured so they they get delayed joining new japan pandemic hits they finally get over to japan world tag league incredible uh you know royal quest 2 ftr incredible they win the titles not only do they win the titles they didn't win the strong titles mark davis gets injured again it's you know i'm not i can't speak to their relationship or anything but it, it, must, it fucking sucks that situation man like they literally were on top of the tag team world yeah no 100 percent. it sucks but also when we look we look back at the new japan cup right kyle fletcher has oh, yeah. something right he has something he That's, has it is yeah like he could run away right now like I mean, look, man, I would not be upset if I put on fucking dynamite Wednesday night and he beats fucking Orange Cassidy for the international title. Like, I wouldn't be mad. That's what I mean. He's on live on dynamite, challenging for the title. Like you said, he's that he had a singles match on Ring of Honor. I think Tony Deppen or something. Yes. He had, you know, he's like you said, he there there was something clearly we all learned there was something from Carl Fletcher during the New Japan Cup. And he's really young. And I wonder if Tony Khan is kind of clued in on this. Like, this kid is young and he's already this fucking good. He can speak on the mic. Watch their back. Watch an Aussie Open backstage promo. It's ninety five percent Carl Fletcher, five percent Mark Davis. Yeah, every he's- every uh, show in the states that out the Washington Philly show when Aussie Open closed out, Kyle Fletcher cut the end of the night promo both nights. Mark Davis didn't say a word. He's great on the mic. He looks great. 
to be honest, there's not who there's not many big Australian wrestlers in the world. Um, and he's he's super young and he's super talented. Like, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm kind of getting in Carl Fletcher's good books, you know, and clearly he he is. They've had however many matches they defended the, the tag titles on Rampage straight after they won them. Um, and now he's got this big singles match against Orange Cassidy. Like, Tony Khan is maybe being a very smart man here and planting the seeds for the future. Well, you know, and you hope somebody in New Japan uh, sees this as an opportunity. I would not be mad if you drop Kyle Fletcher into the junior division. Oh, uh, he's way too big to be a junior, man. You think so? Oh, uh, yeah. The, the story is, is Kyle Fletcher. I remember when Kyle Fletcher first came to the UK and I saw Rosie Open. He was a skinny, skinny dude. And he had this awful, long, stringy hair. Uh, like, had a few pieces of it, like three strings hanging from the side of his head. Um, and I think the story is, is that Liger told him, put on some weight and you'll be a big deal. Like you can be a serious contender. Like Liger saw something in Carl Fletcher, said to Carl Fletcher, put on some weight. And Carl Fletcher obviously took that to fucking heart because it's Jushin fucking from the Liger. And now we've got Carl Fletcher that we've got today. I mean, according to Wikipedia, Kyle Fletcher and Dan Maloney both weigh 98 kilograms. Yeah, but according to Wikipedia, Zack Sabre Jr. and Adam Cole are the same height, and we've all seen that picture. <laughs> Have you seen the picture, Matt? Surely you've seen the no, picture. No, I haven't Google, seen it. Google Zack Sabre Jr. and Adam Cole, and it should, it should just be a picture of them standing next to each other, and these are two men that are billed as being the same height. It should just be oh, like... Zack Sabre Jr. towers over him. <laughs> exactly. This is pro wrestling. Nothing's real. You fucking dickhead. <laughs> um... But yeah, no, it, it's it's so heartbreaking, man. They literally they've worked so hard, overcome so many obstacles. Davis getting injured, then the pandemic, and then they finally fucking get to Japan. They're on top of the world, and Davis suffers an injury again. It's, they, it's heartbreaking, uh... and Davis doesn't deserve to get left behind either. No, not at all. Did they reveal what his injury was? Uh, I don't know. Um, it's not on NJPW nineteen seventy two. Yeah, I've got the arc open. I'm just having a quick sprint for it. Yeah, just unfortunately, Davis picked up a bump that was pretty big. Um, I mean, we don't know how long he's out for. Maybe it's just the one, you know, he can't make this one defense or something. But it's, I mean, yeah. that wouldn't be that wouldn't be the. Yeah, I guess that's like a, a New Japan thing, right? If he can't defend the title. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, man, I just what 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 was what was going to happen? What was this run going to be? They had both titles, Forbidden Doors on the horizon, like it, it, it it's devastating. Probably yeah, no, it's it fucking it sucks. It sucks a big dick. In uh, in in better news, Hickler versus Kenta sucked an even bigger dick. Probably. I don't. I don't. I was like, I'm fighting. I'm fighting the good fight. I think it was my own mistake too, because I had a couple of adult beverages. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, like, I know we got a six man and then we got Osprey Tanahashi and then we got the women's finals. I'm like, bring me back up. And then the fucking the Hikaleo Kent. And I was like, oh, motherfucker, you got to be kidding me. I forgot about this fucking match. I can't get like, the cut promo. He said he's going to cut his fucking hair. He didn't cut his fucking hair. He just put it up in a man bun. Get out of here. Like, I can't believe Kent won back the title. What the fuck? He wanted by fucking count out too. Could it be any stu I was so fucking enraged. I it's just 
like just the the spot was cool once it eventually happened. Hikaleo being thrown from you know the stand through the table that was fine. It's just the ten to fifteen minutes surrounding that five seconds, and then yeah, like why put the belt straight back on Kenta? Why did Hikaleo win in the first place? Is there something we don't like? You know, there was rumors of Hikaleo to WWE earlier in the year when there was the whole loser leaves Japan stuff. Um, you know, maybe there's something we're we're not privy to, but yeah, putting the belt back on Kenta and then. You know, post-match, Eddie Kingston challenges Kenta for the title as well. Um, you know, this isn't... I, I, I wonder people get excited thinking, you know, oh, Ken, uh, Eddie Kingston versus another Japanese legend, you know, uh, Kingston checking off another box. But like we, we've said here before, this isn't the Kenta of old. It's not going to be... Uh, yeah. this is, they're not, this is, you know what I mean? Look, it's for everybody to get their fucking Eddie Kingston boners... And get excited. Eddie Kingston, you know, whatever. They can put the fucking New Japan Strong title on them because they're not doing it in AEW. They're not doing it in fucking Ring of Honor. Give them this fucking hunk of tin because it clearly doesn't mean fuck all. Yeah. And and I've been very clear with my feelings about Eddie Kingston. All right. I didn't. I don't forget. I don't forget all you fucking assholes that cheered for him when he fucking sent Jay White packing. All right. I didn't forget. I'm not fucking excited about this. I don't give a shit about Eddie Kingston in fucking 2023. He's a fucking looks like he spends all his time like me eating cheeseburgers <laughs> and watching fucking wrestling. It's well, like, you know, you had this incredible first run from Tom Lawler and then Fred Rosser for the title. And I appreciate not everyone should and can have a long run, nor should they. So Kent uh, losing relatively quickly to Hikaleo was great. You know, keep it, you know, something fresh. Like everyone's going to have a long run. But Hikaleo should just drop it straight back at the first hurdle, man. Like, fuck my life. Yeah, what's the fucking point, man? Let this kid run with the fucking ball. He's a tall, impressive dude who's really come into his own after the last couple of years. Like, I'd rather see fucking Hikaleo, Eddie Kingston, than Eddie Kingston, Kenta. I'm done with Kenta. Hikaleo and Kingston has the potential to be a good match, whereas I don't think Kenta, Eddie Kingston, has that potential at all. Um, but then the, the star power kicks into play. You've got Okada, Ishii, and Rocky Romero taking on Shota Umino, John Moxley, and Wheelie Utah. Um, Shota Umino just fucking gunning for Okada every chance he can get again. Um, John Moxley reunited with Shota. You know, his two sons, people were saying him, him, Yuta. Um, and Shota picking up the win over John, uh, over Rocky Romero. And uh, yeah, sowing the seeds for Dominion with uh, Moxley making his return in a match to be confirmed. Yeah, just don't bring fucking Wheeler Yuta with you, please. Please. Yeah. Just... Do you think that, that easily could be the team to challenge for the Never <sighs> Six Man, couldn't it? It could be them three. Versus Look, with all due respect, right? Well, I think Wheeler and Rocky were there for someone's got to take a pen, right? I yeah, love Rocky Romero. Yeah, we're gonna take Rocky out, we're gonna put Tanahashi in. We need somebody of that level, right? There's only one guy, it's Brian fucking Danielson. All right, oh, I don't yeah, want to but... see fucking Wheeler you to show who's, up at the who's pen. taking the pin in that match. Then give a shit who fucking takes. <laughs> That's what shooter shooter can take the fucking pin. That's what Wheeler's there for. That's why he's probably going to Dominion. That's why he's probably going to Japan. Yeah, this is where fucking Okada gets his. He puts one of these unruly children. He puts it to bed. He puts him to bed. It is a great story that they're doing. Like he's put to bed Renarita. He's gonna put to bed Shota Umino, and he just fucking hates these kids. There's no reason. He's just like fuck them kids. No, he does hate them because they're coming for his fucking spot. He's just—he's he, furious. Like <laughs> he should be. This is like these kids walked into his school, and he's just like, "Fuck that kid!" Like <laughs> they've he done nothing. Be. 
Sonata was- took his belt. Suji's <laughs> challenging Sonata. He's in a fucking six, man. He should be miserable. Oh, he should be like- at a fucking there all is- around the world stomping mud holes and fucking everybody. There is a great comedy show waiting to be written about Kazuchika Okada just fucking hating everyone. Like, just like bullying people and fucking people up for no reason. I love Angry Okada. He's oh, my he's favorite. He's fucking flipping people off. Yeah, he's flipping Moxie off. And like, he got in the ring with Shoto just straight away, ran the throat. Um, it's fucking fantastic. But yeah, the match, it was good. I, I, I don't think it was anything special, but again, it, it's setting the, the, the groundwork for Dominion um, in a little over a week, uh, just under two weeks. Um, second from last match on the card. Will Ospreay defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi one step closer to Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega round two. Uh, yeah, I'm all here for it. I love it. I, I thought this was uh, this was good. This was only their what, second meeting, right? Yeah, I think they had the G1 one back when Will Ospreay was still the junior heavyweight champion. Um, I don't think they faced other than that. Uh, certainly not in singles matches. I don't but... think you're ever going to hear me say anything bad about a Will Ospreay match. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it was anything that's going to be memorable, but if you was in the crowd, you probably loved it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he beat it, fucking it... stupid with his dumb hair. Exactly. So, so Matt's so Matt's happy. Well, look, I uh, and you know what? I might be one of I've, there's. I don't know, man. I'm fucking super excited for Osprey and Archer. Yeah, I mean that's what kind of set Archer on this singles trajectory was. The New Japan Cup, you had Lance Archer versus Will Ospreay, and Will Ospreay got the win, and then they had the rematch at Dallas, Texas in the G1, and Lance Archer got the win, and those two matches like just made people take notice of Lance Archer as a singles wrestler after he was part of a killer elite squad with David Boy Smith Jr. for so many years. Yeah, and I think somebody as, as, as athletic as Ospreay uh, with somebody who's as big and as athletic as Archer is, like this is... I think this, if you're, if you aren't familiar with that G1 match um, from Dallas, like, I think you're going to be very surprised. You're going to, this is not a normal match and this is going to be really fucking good, especially having Archer back in, in new Japan, in Japan uh, and Osprey coming back since, you know, he was hurt again. Yeah. So. So return, return for both of them. You're right. Um, and Osprey like works hard in that fucking ring. Like he, doesn't stop every movement every moment and he will sell his ass off he will make Lance Archer look like a bigger beast than he's looked in AEW in a long time I'm sure yeah so I'm I'm very excited for that and look I, I thought this was a great match Tanahashi's a legend people I get it I know all right he's still stupid fucking hair and his air guitar sucks look so up is, it, is it is it better than Will Ospreay's air drumming those are two completely different instruments I think air, and I don't, you know, I don't say this lightly, but air drumming is a lot easier than air guitar. Oh, so you're, he's putting one one win in the Tanahashi column here. He still oh, sucks man. at it, though. <laughs> Just sucks a little bit less. I fucking then... air drum all the time. I'm sure I look like an <laughs> idiot, but I'm just fucking pretending to hit things. But then uh, the main... He doesn't even, like, move his fingers. He just fucking... Yeah, but he's, he's, the, he's the ace, man. Even Jay White paying homage. Even guitars, Kieran. Jay White paying homage on AW Dynamite. I saw that much. I still don't like this black and gold bullshit. <laughs> I don't watch AW. I have to care, man. Fucking collision is going to be a nightmare. Um, oh, who's going to watch? fucking Come on, Saturday night. Don't be ridiculous, <laughs> people. Fuck it. Um, main event of resurgence: Mercedes Monet, William Nightingale, 
ending abruptly. Uh, Mercedes Monet reportedly breaking her ankle, fracturing her ankle. Um, the ref butchering a free count, bless him, uh, because obviously audible had to be called. Um, I don't like this idea that you know that the rumor is the whole you know the scuttlebutt that Monet was meant to win and they called an audible in the ring to obviously put the belt on Willow because Mercedes knew she was fucked. I don't know that. I I I I'd like to think that Willow was always going to win. Quite frankly, I mean, I always thought that this was Monet's to win, right? But that kind of makes it nice, more fun that Willow won. And yeah, I ain't a, mad about. I ain't mad about it. It's not a swerve for swerve's sake. Like, oh, everyone thinks that. Let's just do this for the sake of it. It makes sense. And like, Willow will show up more than a Mercedes will. Mercedes is an attraction. Willow can be a fighting champion. Of course, no. I'm look. I'm all here. I'm all for it. Um, I think the referee needs. To, you just count it. You count to three, bro. If they don't yeah. keep count, that's on fucking them. Yeah, it was really difficult moment for him. Obviously, the main event as well, and you know, there's put maybe a bit of a language barrier because he was a Japanese ref. Um, yeah. but I rewound it a couple of times, and I was like, "Did she kick out?" And I'm just not seeing it. And I was like, "Nope, that that no, shoulder did, did not move a muscle because she was yeah. not supposed to lay." You know. It, yeah. Look, it's it's a shame because because from what we got from the beginning of the match and the story that they're telling, um, where you know Willow used the handshake to bring her down to the mat, like kind of yeah. like not exactly what Willow does, you know, fighting fire with fire was a lot of fun and and um, especially after the first two matches of the night with these ladies, like they were fucking gonna go balls out and you knew they were gonna go balls out and and the pounce was cool and even what she was trying to do when she hurt herself was something that I don't think you see like that's like that's a risky move, right? But that's not something she does in the WWE. Like this is Monet just going fucking balls out and uh it's unfortunate that she broke her ankle the way she did, but it's not ballet, as I like to say. Um, she done that. well as well, like because I watched it knowing she was at some point she fucks up her ankle, and I saw a clip of when people think it happens, and you know she gets back in the ring, she tries to do a really, she tries to do the backcracker. Obviously, it doesn't look great, um, but she rolls into the what whatever what's she calling it now? The crossface. It was obviously the bank statement in WWE. Um, but she rolls into the crossface, and obviously she's got the foot dangling off the f- floor and stuff, like trying to not put any pressure on it. Like, fucking kudos to her, because like to even just get up once you've done that, let alone to wrestle a few more minutes to take two of those fucking doctor bombs or whatever the name is that Willow Nightingale uses for it. Um, and as well, she you you mentioned the pounce and stuff. She sold her ass off for Willow. Like Willow ragdolled the fuck out of Mercedes, and Mercedes made her look so vicious. Yeah, and it was, look, man, unprecedented uh, main event. Like, for a company who, up until a couple years ago, even featured women, let alone now we have two African-American women in the main event of a major, like, huge, huge moment. Um, You know, and yeah, props to both girls. Like, I'm sure Mercedes did not want to have to call that audible, but, you know, we just saw fucking Kyle Fletcher relinquish the titles. Like, I'm sure... And I saw a bunch of reports today, and I don't know the truth of them because I was running around doing uh, stupid shit around the house. But like, she also signed, apparently she signed like a de- another deal with Bushido Road. Is that true? Yeah, I think Meltzer maybe reported that she again signed another extension with Bushido Road. But you know, you as always, you got to. Say, I never 
want to take reporting too seriously. Never take it as gospel. Yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Exactly. Um, right. But yeah. it, it it was a solid show. It uh, it delivered. It's a shame about obviously the Monet injury. It left a dampener on things. Um, but yeah, resurgence was great. Best of Super Junior still going on. Um, Dominion will have happened by the time we record our next episode, Matt. But there's not a lot announced for Dominion. But we got a preview of what we can, right? Absolutely. I think. I, th- I mean, I think it's starting to shape up. Yeah, we've got. We we know the tag title match uh, has unfortunately changed vacant championship. Uh, either Bishamon or House of Torture will be the new champions. Um, it's kind of rubbish because obviously they beat Bishamon to get the title, so to put them back on Bishamon kind of like you know taking a step back in a way but no one obviously wants to see Yujiro Takahashi as a tag champion in the year 2020 fucking free <laughs> stranger things have happened didn't we live through a bad luck finale chase owens iwgp title reign there is every fucking chance house of torture win this <sighs> the thing is is if they do like i understand like bishamon have kind of faced everyone for the titles do you know what i fucking Carl Fletcher should be like, I'm going to throw some other Aussie boys in there. TMDK, go get them and put the fucking belts on TMDK. Fucking let fucking Kyle Fletcher team with bad dude Tito. Oh, yeah, even better, man. Keep it within the United Empire family. Um, Yeah, I I fear that we are going to be in for a House of Torture title reign. Um, Hopefully it won't last long, but I think House of Torture are going to win the titles. Oh, man. Should I do I have to uh, do I have to like record me watching this match? Just <laughs> eyes taped open to make sure Just you're not cheating. Rage if they fuck <laughs> the IWGP uh, tag titles. Uh, never open weight championship. You know what? As well, so to go off a little bit, the, the tournaments are so great because when all these guys come back, it's like oh, I haven't seen them in so long. I'm not, you know, David Finney and El Fantasmo. We've by the time Dominion comes around, it's going to have been like three, four weeks. Yeah, it's almost a m- full month. Yeah. Um, I mean, they might be on the finals or they might be on the, the semi-final shows, but uh, it's, it's going to be a long time ago. But yeah, David Finley defending the Never Openweight Championship, his first defense against El Fantasmo at Dominion. Um, David Finley's got to get the win for, unfortunately, as much as I love El Fantasmo. Yeah, I can't, I can't keep David Finley's name out of my fucking mouth. When I, was, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know if you listened to the Bad Luck Folly interview, but I definitely... I, I, Bad luck had some good things to say about David Finley. He, I did, was, he uh... did have some good things to say. He likes that he's trying something new and he's, you know, he's going to give him a chance. Bad luck, Farley said. You got at Wizards Podcast to check out Matt's interview with Bad Luck Fucking Farley. I'll tell you what, man. It was, there's things that will. <sighs> he had such a good time. <laughs> I was so heartbroken that he had shitty Wi Fi. Oh, man. But you get for it. He I know we plow, look we plow, we plowed through it, it but man I just I mean what a fucking the spanking and the fucking shitting our pants and the <laughs> like he was so fucking awesome um to talk to but uh yeah the bad luck folly interviews on our YouTube just the interview itself we clipped it so you don't have to watch all the other nonsense that we do uh but man he was fucking great to talk to and then your your main event right now Sonata with his second defense against the uh, returning uh, member of LIJ? Question mark. Big question mark, but seemingly so. Yota Suji. Yeah, again, this is a hard one to you know. We haven't seen. We don't know what Yota Suji is going to be like in the ring. We have, we've not seen this new Suji. Um, 
but it's going to be interesting for sure. The fact that they, we, you know, we discussed it in the past episode, they've a returning young lion thrust into the main event of the second biggest show of the year straight away is just incredible, uh, unheard of. I'm excited for it, man. I am excited for this influx of these young lions coming back, the shooter and and Ren Narita. Like, we don't know. We haven't seen hide or hair of Ren Narita since they lost the title. So is he still in strong style or what's their what's yeah, the next I mean, play for Ren Narita? We're going to, you know, get the six man titles will be likely defended, as we discussed. Tanahashi, Okada and uh, Ishii. Tom. Likely defending against Moxley, Shota, and probably Wheelie Utah. You've got that title to take into consideration. Hiromu is going to be defending against whoever wins the uh, IW, uh, wins the best of the Super Juniors tournament. Um, you know, maybe Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. match is happening at Dominion, isn't it? Him and Zack Sabre Jr. Jeff Cobb. It's not on this. It's not on the schedule, but I remember them announcing that. Yeah, could be the end of Jeff Cobb. Uh, could be the end of Zack Saber Junior.'s run. He got that, you know, draw against Jeff Cobb, and he's got a defense or two in the time since on Ring of Honor. Um, I know he's doing some stuff with Samoa Joe right now. I hope it's not uh, the end of his run. Samoan Joseph. Samoan Joseph. <laughs> oh, and we'll get uh, we'll get Archer and and Osprey. Archer and Osprey, um, you know, perhaps an IWGP Women's Championship match, Mayu Watani, but I don't know if anyone's lined up. Uh, you've got the Jet Setters, uh, Kevin Lankusha could be defending the junior tag titles. Um, you know, they they could be against uh, perhaps Clark Connors and, well, no, it can't be against Clark Connors and Ishimori because Ishimori's injured. Um, but basically, there's a lot of potential to still happen on this card. Um, lots of stuff definitely still to be announced and it will be big stuff it will be important stuff it's the second biggest show of the year in the new japan calendar um you've got tights you obviously just won the kopw trophy title too even um so it, they, they're gonna stack this card for sure yeah i'm excited i'm looking forward to it man it's gonna be a fun fun week now that the best of the super juniors kind of slowed down we get those two separate nights and then we get the finals and then it's right into dominion which will lead us to uh forbidden door and then into the g1 yeah and there's a, a lot of fun wrestling along the way as well for me i got rev pro at york hall and rev pro running the copper box where new japan ran their first ever uk show we're getting shingo versus i'm getting to see shingo versus osprey in london man. oh that's the 11th anniversary show right yeah that's insane man like ugh, you know i i i order hope in the world that uh rev pro got a They've got to put on something special because that's their biggest show by far. It's like five or six times the venue size they would usually ever do. Um, it's outrageous. And then obviously it's the night before All In as well at Wembley. Oh, exciting. That's right, All In. It's going to be a big weekend of wrestling in uh, in the UK and London specifically, right on my doorstep. I like it. But yeah, um, I mean, you know, there has been so much wrestling, but like we said, it's hard to talk about all. Could you imagine if we went match by match for the best oh, of the series? For fucking ever. We'd still be on night three. Holy shit. And then they made the huge announcement they're bringing New Japan Strong over to uh, Japan, too. Yes. Oh, man. I love that. Those guys deserve it, man. Working in front of nobody for how long? Putting on a show where they'd wrestle once a month? Like, and I love the names that they've announced first off, that they've announced J.R. Kratos and Fred Rosser and West Coast Wrecking Crew. We yes. had Royce, we had Royce Isaacs on the Bread Club. Um, big love for him. And fuck me, that man, him and Jarrell deserve to get that love from the Corcoran audience, as does J.R. Kratos. Um, it's a shame. It's only two shows, quite frankly. They, they, they deserve a lot more. They deserve a lot longer. But hopefully, you know, this is the start of something for them where they get over to Japan regularly because 
you know, those guys deserve it. They're doing great stuff in America. Um, they were the, the heart and soul of New Japan strong at first. They they kept they kept the ship afloat for New Japan in America. Yeah, no, that's great. Get your foot get your foot in the door, man. This is uh this that's big news for them. So they're gonna do Ju- July fourth and fifth, right? Yeah, and uh, our Eddie Kingston's announced for it as well, isn't it? So he's a a foray to Japan for Eddie. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny, like, because, you know, Eddie loves Japan, all this stuff, yada, yada, yada. And we as West, lot, lots of AEW fans love how much Eddie loves Japan. Imagine if he went, goes to Corrigan Hall and he just gets fucking crickets. No one gives a shit. Yeah, no, I don't think, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, because the gift of Eddie is his, is his talk, right? And, you know, language barrier. Yeah, but then he's, you know, he's got the, his history for the yeah. four pillars and all that stuff. I have uh, apparently Mark Davis had that uh, arthroscopic knee surgery to repair a torn meniscus. I don't know what half those words mean, but it doesn't sound nice. Uh, he should be out six six weeks or shorter. Oh, that's not so bad then. Um, yeah, like he's, he's probably was like trying to pray that he could just fucking butcher his way through and then take the time off or something because you know if that comes during a g1 time then he can probably get away with it um, right but yeah no it sucks but hopefully they'll be back soon but you know that i don't think they're, they're never going to have the luxury again of being double champions like that i don't think i don't know we'll have to see well they got a great response look i wouldn't be mad if uh if you know they they had to do they had to run the gauntlet again and win the IWGPs and then come to the states and do it again. That's a good point. Who they've not said anything for the strong tag tag titles. Who? Well, they're, you know, they're. I think the match is for both titles. No, I think Japan. Surely not. House of Torch can't fucking be. That, I'm just telling you what they fucking announced, man. No way. I'm getting That's up the. Way. I'm Don't getting up the article again. No way, Matt. Don't I'm fucking no way. Me disagreeing with you. I watched it live, bro. Bad news is sure. The duo couldn't promise. In so they will be unable to defend the IWGP Tag Team Championships at Dominion, and he said with no timetable for return, they can't promise a strong tag team champion defense in the near future either. And vacated both titles, and he announced that June fourth, the three way match will now just be for oh for both championships. God Come damn! On, fucking show me a little love. I just I, I I can't fathom that. Don't, have you know, House of Torture have been specifically secluded to Japan. Well, guess no what? member of House of Torture has gone on these these American shows. That's even a better reason for Bishimon to win. Bishimon now now I'm more confident that Bishimon are going to win. I did that that's like, I think that just undermines the accomplishment for Aussie Open. It was such a big fucking deal. And now it's like, oh, you win this one match and you get them both. That's I'm not a fan of that. Fuck. Maybe that. it's just a but maybe it's just a device to get both belts back on them when Mark Davis is healthy. Yeah, maybe, which is but still I'm still not a fan of it. Like those guys busted their asses to get those both those titles and defended them both instantly as well. And then it's just win one match and you get both. Yeah. I mean, look, you but you can so let's just say that house of there, there, is, there is an agenda against Aussie Open, Matt. There might be. Look, also, your next strong show is in Japan, so you can still put the title belts on House of Torture. Oh, yeah, they could lose it there. And West then Coast six, Wrecking Crew, baby. Yeah, six weeks. I mean, West Coast Wrecking Crew, Aussie Open could be back. 
You make a good point. I'm still. You not could happy do the old uh, what was it? The three way for the IC in the European title between Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho, and Kurt Angle, where Kurt Angle never uh, he doesn't he loses both belts but never gets but pinned. Pinned. Yeah. Um, yeah, it makes sense. It's just this, uh, especially with the shows. You're right. Coming up, the strong shows in Japan just undermines what Aussie Open accomplished. It was such a cool moment. Well, I mean, we can re- we can recreate another moment. It's okay. It's okay. Gato's listening, so he will he will change it. Gato, can I get a fucking press pass, please? <laughs> can I go? I just want to come hang out. I don't even want. To, I want to ask no questions. I promise. Um, Kieran, I gotta ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Because you got that big, beautiful fucking belt behind you. Uh, I, I got an email that they I were know. Stock, and I On... saw the price tag. Is that a real thing, bud? It wasn't as much as that. Okay. It's, okay. it's massively up on it. How much was it? It's like over $2,000, right? $2,800. Really? Yes. So my so what I think it is, is they make, like I said, they, they custom make all these, um, only however many orders they get. Because like mine literally came and had a number on it. And mine was like, you know, the box had number whatever it was on it. Right. Um, and I got the choice of whose name I wanted to have on the nameplate. I could have whatever the fuck I wanted on the nameplate as long as it was like 20 characters or less. Um, right. So I went with Kasuchika Okada. Uh, so what I think with those ones on the token shop in America is they've obviously made more of them, but all the, all the nameplates are blank. You can't pick a nameplate. So they're already made, I think. It's just they made extra ones, obviously, to sell after the matter, but you don't get luxury of picking your own. And also, for whatever reason, they're fucking upscaled the price big time. I was just fucking going through my emails, and I was like, oh, and at the price, I was like, this... I'm like, holy fuck balls. I'm trying to see if I've still got the email for the price. I mean, uh, you're good. You have it. You're good. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I know. But just out of curiosity now. Um, here we go. Thank you for your payment. So mine was 233,000 yen, which included shipping. Now, give me two seconds. Do, you, yen, do I need to do the USD? It's cool. I got it. I like doing it, though. So, 20. So. Oh, wrong way. Mine was about seventeen hundred dollars ish. That's like that's that's an thousand. easier pill. That's an easier pill to swallow. So, how much was it on the American website? Did you say two thousand eight hundred? Twenty eight. Yeah. So they're charging a thousand dollars extra for the luxury of the fact that it's already like you know probably in America. That's and you, and you don't even get to pick your own nameplate. You're just getting a blank nameplate. Fuck that, dude. And dude, the shipping from Japan to the UK and the size of this box, man. The box was bigger than taller than me. It weighed a fucking ton, obviously. The shipping was two thousand yen. Do you know two thousand yen? That's fifteen dollars to ship it all the way from Japan in this giant box. I bet they're charging more than that to ship it from America to America. Now, does it? Uh, IW the fourth IWGP Heavyweight Championship replica belt fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, fiftieth anniversary edition. That's exactly what I got. There is no mention of the name on the center plate. Yep. They're very clear with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know fan. I need to reach out to someone from a uh, Discord channel because he does, he collects replica belts and he said he, there's someone he knows that uh, makes the nameplates. All right. And I kind of like the idea of getting different nameplates um, and stuff because, like, you know, you, all you probably need is a screwdriver to get the stuff out um, and replace it. But, See now the picture they have here on uh shop nineteen seventy two looks like the nameplates on the side are filled in. 
Oh yeah, yeah. The nameplate's on the side aisle. That's part of the title. Um, okay. I'm gonna put my mic down. Yeah, yeah. Let me. Do you want me to make it. you big? Do you want me to make you big? Oh, hang on. Oh, it's so difficult. Let me set my <laughs> mic up properly so that you can hopefully still hear me. You're good. Right. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, I showed this off on a previous episode, but on the sides, uh, where's the camera? There's oh, Matt. Matt. That's Matt and Big. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, no, this is part of it. So, like, you know, you see Vader, Inoki, right. Joshu, yeah. and there's four of them. There's two on each side. Um, that's part of the belt, like, everyone who's ever held it. But then the nameplate that you would get that's blank is that front bit that says Okada. God, stop doing that, man. There we go. Whereas mine says Okada, that would literally... the, the It would be there. They would just say nothing. nothing. It would just be anything. Whereas, yeah, mine says Okada. Right. And I and I had the luxury of getting whatever the hell I wanted there. It's not like I had to pay extra. That was included in the price. Man, I am not a belt collector, and I am so happy I'm not. I'm not a belt collector. That's just the one. It's a beautiful fucking title. If I was a belt collector, I would fucking buy this, though. I know I would. I know and how I... I think as well, they've done it before, because I was tempted to do it before, and it was more expensive for whatever reason. And then this time, it wasn't as expensive. And I'm like... They've got a new title now. We've got a World Heavyweight Championship. Is, is, is it a matter of time before they start making these? Stop making these? Because as well, they, like I said, they do them made to order as well. So it's like, you know, you have a pre-order window. You have a few months to order it. And if you don't order it during that time, tough luck. Right. So, um, yeah, uh, the credit card is still in pain. But, you know, I have it on uh, in the middle of our living room underneath our TV on the on this in the display cabinet. There's a nice big spot for it and I see it all the time and it makes me happy. There you go. And that's all that matters. You're happy. That's all that matters. Um I'm happy. So Gado, I'm not happy about House of Torture becoming double champions. So change that. No, I'm just gonna have to tune in on uh July fourth and fifth and find to find out. June fourth. June. Why did I say July? I thought it was July. July. Oh no! June fourth is Dominion. July fourth and fifth is uh, the New Japan Strong shows in uh, Japan. Yeah. So we we'll see who wins the titles first, and then we'll see if they get defended in Korokuen Hall. Um, but yeah, I think we we we've got it all for Break Club. We'll be we'll be back in a couple of weeks, and I've already even hit the comments earlier. And we're we're fucking nailing this episode. Yeah, we we will be back uh, the day after Dominion, right? Uh, June, 4th? yeah, got down. How's that for timing? We so got we... we got some kind of weird science down here where we're just fucking firing all cylinders. We will, yeah, we'll be back for post Dominion, um, and yeah, back to our regular, regularly scheduled uh episodes. Oh yeah, you know it, and you want to follow Fightful Overbooked, FightfulOverbooked.com. Uh, Fightful.com if you Fightful.com what an asshole Fightful.com just throw in Fightful Overbooked into your search engine Spotify, Pandora, wherever you listen to podcasts we're going to pop right up and fight under the Fightful Overbooked banner Uh, every two weeks you'll find a new episode of the Bread Club I don't know if it what happens you know what let me I'm just going to see here what are you going to do search search Bread Club does it come up I don't know we got we got we've got a lot of content like it'd be Kojima, 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 and then maybe us. You know what? I'm not going to lie to you. There's a band called Bread Club, and then I forgot, Kieran, that our episodes a week after they're on Fightful Overbook, they're available on the Shining Wizards Network. Oh yeah, 
So make sure you check out the Shining Wizards Network and at Wizards Podcast on Twitter. Give them a follow. Up on Spotify. Give uh, at Wizards Podcast a follow on Twitter. Um, New shows every Monday, 7 p.m. Often got guests. um, You know, Matt, in the past few months, Matt has interviewed Hanare from New Japan, Balak Fale from. And I won't lie, I can't remember the guy's name. One of the New Zealand Shojo guys. Shep Alexander. Chef Alexander. So that's three New Japan guys in the past couple of months over on the Wizards. Yeah, we do have fun. We, it's it's not a it's not your normal wrestling interview. I'm just gonna put it like that. It's so it's so much better for it. It's a lot of fun. I Bad Luck Folly is the most infectious laugh. I swear. To <laughs> he was fucking laughing before we even started talking about things. Oh man, I when you got that one, I was so happy for you. That's such a fucking cool one to get. Uh, he's a fucking blast, man. He's such a good... And he remember... So, uh, I don't want to... When we started the podcast, we had a Facebook. Uh, before Facebook became, like, fucking the worst. And where we were just the Shining Wizards podcast. And we were... I fucking was sending friend requests to everybody. And there was a point where I sent Shining Wizards t-shirts to everybody in the Bullet Club. Like the Jacksons, mm-hmm. Doc and Doc and Carl, and I sent extras. Tamatanga has one. Fale has one. Uh, Yujiro Takahashi has one. There's pictures of them wearing them. Bad luck, Fale remembered us during the interview. <laughs> actually pulled up the pictures of him uh, wearing the fucking Shining Wizards T-shirt, and it wasn't like he doesn't want. He didn't like just put it on to take a picture. Like he wore it out to like a sponsored dinner. There's a great picture of him the Jacksons and uh, Anderson and Gallows where they're all together and he's wearing it. Uh, And he remembered us. So I thought that was fucking super cool. That's so fucking cool. That's one of the things I want to do for wrestling is get merch going. I want to make stickers, you know, so I can go to wrestling shows and give out stickers and stuff. Um, And I want to do shirts. I just, I wouldn't know where to fucking begin. It's I I did look into the stickers. It was far fucking more complicated than I thought. Um, (laughs) And yeah, but I, I want to get some merch on the go. That's for sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's 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 pretty fucking cool. Yeah, no, I can imagine. Um, as it says on there, follow me on Twitter at KieranRH93. Um, check out Wrestle In at Wrestle I Double N. Uh, lots of cool shit going on. Lots of cool podcasts. We had an interview with Mal from DDT got up recently. We had an interview with Totoro Satsuki from Ice Ribbon got up recently. Um. I will be speaking to Mr. Lord Gideon Gray for some Patreon exclusive content very shortly. Um, we're going to be watching a match of his choosing. Uh, and there's definitely other stuff. We've got a new Choco Pro podcast is dropping this week. Uh, debut episode uh, on the Indies. A new podcast just started. We, we, you know, content machines over there. Yeah. And if you're, if you were a foolish enough to not listen to Kieran the last, the last day at the prices. <laughs> you, you, you gotta, look i'm in for a buck bro i get the fucking patreon updates i got the patreon app on my phone and i get a notification every time there's a new wrestle in right so into the WrestleVerse episode 40 uh, 64 excuse me kieran is on it multiple times a week uh, it just drops get- sunday morning at 5 28 a.m yeah, it's a good one. I like Into the WrestleVerse. So every Sunday, me, Trent, and Libby, we get together every Sunday morning, UK time. Uh, we will record and we upload it immediately after. Um, and often it's a case of we watch the show in Japan, the show finishes, and we literally are straight on the mic after talking about it. Because some of our patrons are like, 
you know, I think there was a big stardom show, uh, the stardom show where Mayu Otani beat Mercedes Monet. And like literally an hour and a half after the show finished, we had a podcast up on their Patreon talking about that. And people were like, how the fuck is that possible? Can't beat it. And I was, a, I'm a Patreon. So I already knew Kieran was ornery about the schedule because they talk about it in the oh. Patreon special on WrestleIn. Dude, very, uh, yeah, very ornery about a schedule. Yeah, and I love it. I love, look, Kieran usually never gets ornery. So when he is ornery, I just feed off it because I'm <laughs> a troublemaker. But you you don't know that if you're not subscribed to the Wrestling Patreon. And the Wizards Podcast Patreon. Got to check that shit out. I'm subscribed. Uh, you, do, again. You, know what you do have to check it. I am undertake. I'm doing a big project for Patreon. Uh, where I'm going back through all of 1993 WWF, and I will be doing monthly. Oh, yeah, I'm very excited with audio. It's going to be, I'm fucking full, all in. Jeez, man, that, that is a love. big undertaking. Wow. So it, it probably won't start till like September, because I gotta, I've got to get everything organized. you got to get through the summer. Busy food truck time, right? But yeah, but I'm already fucking like, I'm already, I'm so invested in this idea where I'm going to watch uh, everything that I can watch uh, that's available to me through like the network. I don't know shit about torrent sites. People have sent me there. They've tried to help me. I, I can post a podcast. That's about it. When we start, talking, <laughs> I just, I don't have like, like if I want to watch something now, I want to watch it now. Right. So I'm looking, so I'm watching all these old superstars and Monday night raws and I'm like pulling audio and it's going to be a real interesting uh, project that I'm hoping uh, doesn't get fucked up, but we'll see. I'm very excited. Dude, it's gonna get a little fucked up because you're involved, but it's the good type of fucked up, not the bad type of fucked up, man. I look, I'm excited for it. I can't wait for it to to start recording it at Wizards Podcast at Wrestle in I double N. Write comment, subscribe, leave the comments, leave the comments, leave the comments, and we'll get to them on our next episode. Uh, thanks for listening to Bread Club as always, guys. Yeah, please remember, like the like Kieran said, like, 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 like. Uh, thanks again to Jeremy and everyone over at Fightful Overbooked for giving us this platform to talk about New Japan professional wrestling. Uh, the summer is the best time. Um, you know, we're going to gear up for fucking G1. Dominion is going to be hot. We're going to go right into the G1, and then the road to Wrestle Kingdom starts And uh, with this Forbidden Door and this Ring of Honor and this Impact stuff. Like, who knows? Who knows what's next? I forgot. I put up a thing asking for questions on Twitter. Um, Julian, as we mentioned on YouTube, he said, who do we see coming out at the top in the end, which we've already covered. And uh, so did Savvy Grayson on Twitter asked, who do we think are going to win the tournament? Um, again, covered at the top of the show. Uh, but yeah, I'm a dumbass and forgot that I put out a tweet. So last last bit to get in there before we, uh, we wrap things up and I get to go watch Succession. Oh, yeah. Kira's going to watch Succession. I'm going to change a light bulb in the garage and spray around the house for insects. Equally equally exciting things we're doing. Well, I, got the, I got the wizards tonight, too. I got, you know, <laughs> got the honey-do list, man. And when I was late to this. I'm very frazzled right now, Kieran. This it's was okay. we're, we're done. We've made it. You, we'll press the stop recording <laughs> button, and you get to take a deep breath and relax until you have to record wizards in a few hours. That's a fucking cakewalk. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that shit fucking kill him where's this uh let's do this little where's the fucking thing man oh here it is i think i would know all right we're gonna be back in two weeks hot off of dominion uh remember follow kieran at kieran rh 93 on the twitter machine at wrestling um at wizards podcast 
at Fightful Overbooked. Uh, I don't know. I just made up a Twitter account for them. F- at yeah. Fightful. <laughs> just at Fightful. FightfulOverbooked.com. Rate, review, subscribe. We'll see you guys in two weeks. That's it. This Is is this our one-year anniversary show? I don't even fucking know anymore. It could have been. <laughs> uh, I would have had bad hair and everything. I got to stop uh. this. See you guys.